Welcome to the F1MG Fantasy Special Podcast. I got uh, a special guest here who's actually been part of our team for a long time. And he's been supporting us with fantasy, uh, daily fantasy sports uh, strategy for F1 for a while now. Uh, Garrett, welcome, my man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. Listen, I know we have been in the same Discord forever since almost it feels like since the inception. We have not spent a lot of time talking fantasy and daily fantasy sports. Um, and there's also pickums, which we'll get to in a, a, later on in the show. But this is the first of many fantasy shows that we will have, daily fantasy as well. Um, and Garrett is actually our guru when it comes to fantasy and how to set the lineups. We use Grid Rivals, as many of you may or may not know, which let's just first get a quick introduction of who are you? And then we can kind of get into a lot of the fantasy content stuff. But uh, yeah, why don't you let the people know who you are and and how much you love F1? Well, um, so yeah, I'm Garrett. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Garrett BFF. Um, yeah, of course, you'll find me on the uh, Money Gang Discord as Garrett BFF. Just, you know, for sake of consistency, why not? Let everyone know who I am. Um so I've been I've been playing DFS now for let's see in all sports combined I've probably gone on four to five years I uh, don't remember the exact count but this is my third season doing uh, F1 DFS started out with um, some of the other larger names uh, that I'm sure uh, you guys will know um, but found Grid Rifle last year thanks to our partnership with them and then since then I've actually started writing for them as well. Um, so not just doing content on the discord about them, but actually like writing and unofficial content manager. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Well. Yeah. Uh, you just putting yeah, it on uh, their site. We just, we like... have, yeah, we're just, we're, we're, we're having a good time over there. Yeah. Uh, us and a, yeah. Or myself and a few other guys uh, putting out some content for them, but yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's been a great experience with them, but uh, getting back into the DFS side of things. So I've been playing, uh, this is going to be my third season of F1 uh, DFS and my second with Grid Rival. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And uh, to your point, I've really enjoyed the time that we've had with uh, Grid Rival. Uh, as many of you may or may not know, they are an up and coming app um, when it comes to everything specific to motorsports as it relates to fantasy uh, as it relates to daily fantasy and now they have pickums and it's not just f1 they also have um, nascar and moto gp and eventually i've been trying to get into the ear of ross over there to say you got to give me some indycar man like or imsa <laughs> or something give me more give me more i but think yes, indycar is in the works i, I think, think so. it's in the works i think so i i believe indycar would be the easiest to get to versus like the WEX series or IMSA series. I get that. I get it. But one can dream. Ross, if you're listening, please make it happen. I need something for IMSA. GT cars. Give me something for GT cars. But yes, no, the I've I've truly enjoyed working uh with Grid Rival in general. And as someone that has never been a big DFS pick'em strategy guy, when they launched their pick'ems uh beta last year, like mid last year. 
I started getting into it and I got to say, I, I did start enjoying it. I've had the opportunity to try prize picks. I've had the opportunity to work with underdog as well as a partnership as well. Um, but it seems like grid rivals is one of my favorites, but that's neither here nor there. So now that we understand what grid rival is and Garrett is going to be our fantasy DFS guru and maybe eventually he'll get back into betting. It sounds like they're going to get, get legalized over there in, uh, in, in the States of North Carolina. Right. Is that where, where we're saying? Mm -hmm. Yep. yep North Carolina. And then, uh, and then maybe we'll do some pickums as well, but the focus today is about fantasy DFS and maybe we'll touch a little bit on pickums, even though there's not a whole lot to, to discuss there. Um, but yeah, I guess my, my first question to you is, um, do you like, let's go ahead and let the people know, like, how does grid rival fantasy work? Like, what is the setup, um, in terms of you're in a league you have, you you're in there. What does it look like to someone that is, is never used it? So when you go into the app and I'm trying to remember exactly everything, uh, cause there's a, there's a point multiplier and as soon as we started talking about it, it's gone straight out of my head as far as the, the multiplying. <laughs> um, so instead of fumbling around for that, I want to do my best to remember from memory. But yeah. uh, so when you when you hop into the Grid Rival app, of course you need to join a league, whether it's ours uh, or or even you know Grid Rival has a global league that they've got going on. You, you know you can play with your friends, um, whatever you know floats your boat. Uh, you hop into the app, and then when you go to the lineup screen and set that. Um, you pick five drivers and one constructor. All of that, all of the drivers and constructors are priced uh, at a certain amount, like max is 30 million. Um, and, you know, I think Red Bull is somewhere around 28 uh, and, and so on and so forth. You know, the, the worst driver, of course, is the least amount of money. Um, and you're given a, a million, gosh, I can't, I can't speak, a hundred million in salary cap. Mm -hmm. So you have to construct your lineup with five drivers and a constructor as, and stay under that salary cap. And if your driver is 18 million or cheaper, they qualify as your talent driver. The talent driver then gets a one and a half times multiplier on all their points scored. So there's some strategy there involving, I mean, it's, it's like any other major sport that, well, okay, I'll take that back. Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. That's that's just often to you know oblivion. Um, yeah. But football, NBA. Uh, I guess I should specify American football. Uh, yes. I'm not exactly yes, sure how, the, how soccer true. works, but American football, <laughs> NFL, uh, and NBA. Like they are salary cap sports. You have to make the best team that you possibly can and stay under the salary cap. Grid rival works a lot of of, of the same. However. If your drivers do well during a certain race, their values will go up, right? Mm -hmm. Because the better the driver, the better they do, the more that they will cost. However, as their value goes up, so does the valuation of your team. So if you say have six, uh, you know, all six of your guys go up a, a, a million. So now you have 106 million to spend when their contracts go out. And that's another thing. There's another layer to this as well. It's not just spending, uh, uh, you know, getting a driver per race. Uh, you're actually doing contracts. So you mm -hmm. select the driver and then 
you're given the choice between one race or five race contracts. After their contract is over, you have to wait a week. Well, sorry, one race, one race to add them back into your lineup. Um, so you have to kind of manage that fact with like, okay, so I think that say, you know, if I, if I think, uh, Holkenberg last year was a, was just the qualifying King of the midfield. Uh, you know, I was like, okay, let me do him for say three races. Let him, let me build up some value. And then if I think that he's going to peak in value around that time, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but for the sake of right now, if I think he's going to peak in that value, then that's when I would almost time where my contract would end. And then I would switch to a different driver. So in short, grid rival, you pick five drivers, one constructor with uh, staying under the salary cap and drivers 18 million and under qualify to be a talent driver where you can get a points multiplier. Your contracts for each driver can and constructor can be within one to five weeks and there has one week uh, or, or one race. I keep saying weeks. I'm so used to NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One race holdover. Uh before you can reuse them and yep. your, your team's value can go up or down based on how your drivers and constructors do. However, uh, to keep things competitive, grid rival does keep you from going below 100 million. So you will always have at least that baseline. You'll never go below that. Yeah. And it's, I remember last year, um, I think as the season was ending and I was like, man, I need to try to, claw back and turn and, and see if I can get into the top six. I think I was in might have ended in the top 10 at least. Uh, it, it was getting kind of rough because you do have to be very strategic as it was getting towards the end of the season. I'm like, well, you look at the calendar for like the next five races. And then if you're picking a specific car or a driver for that next five race, you're just hoping like it may be good next week, but is that car going to actually be good in two weeks? A la like a Mercedes or McLaren that may not have that high top end speed and and for a low downforce track, right? So you have to be very careful on how you're structuring uh, contracts across the board. Uh, but yeah, it, it it's I think the difference between Grid Rival and the F1 app right now is I think um, F1 app has what two constructors that they're allowing. Uh, so mm-hmm. right now, Grid Rivals kind of keeps it in the older format, which right I kind of prefer that right now and um, how they do it. But it's very simple, very user-friendly app, very easy to work in. There's also like a group chat where if you want to have some banter, you can get in there and, and talk to them. And we'll, we'll throw some links uh, if you want to join our league or if you want to create your own uh, so you will be able to do it. But let's go jump over to the daily... F- Oh, go ahead. If I could add one quick thing to, yeah. or actually a couple of quick things about the difference. So uh, something that I found interesting um, about the F1 app is uh, grid rival. You can actually, you can actually see the exposure of how many people in your league like in percentage wise have a certain driver. You can do that on the F1 app as well. Uh, and that kind of helps with structuring contracts. Like, okay, if I need to set myself apart, let me do a driver that not everyone else has. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one of the main differences I saw in 
these two apps is that F1 app, any driver is eligible to be a, a talent driver. So any driver can have the multiplier. So that's whether right. it's, that's right. I forgot whether about it, that. You know, whether it's Lance Stroll or if it's Max Verstappen, any driver can do it. And that's yeah. where, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, that's where I think having it below mm-hmm. 18 million, uh, which eliminates a lot of the top end drivers really adds an extra layer of strategy because at, you know, there's every single race, there's some midfielder that does really well. You can do a, 2x multiplier on max guess what so is everybody else yes so you're not going to set yourself apart meanwhile you might find some you know esteban Ocon uh in monaco last year where he came in third you might be able to set yourself apart you know because you you use the talent on something like that versus say using it on max or albon Um, i think albon or or albon yeah Mm -hmm. he was a favorite of mine (laughs) yeah and early season uh last year when mclaren was crap you were able to pick uh lando i think at one point and then it went to piastri Mm -hmm. and those are opportunities absolutely agree and that's why i like grid rival a little bit more is because What's the point if I if everyone's going to be picking a top driver anyways? I mean, or Max if they have Max in your lineup, what that doesn't really differentiate yourself. So it really puts a little bit more of a challenge if you have to pick the lower end driver. I think it was like lower than twenty million or something like that. You could pick. Uh, don't don't quote me on that. Oh, but the grid for rival. for grid rival, it's yeah. uh it's eighteen. 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 Yeah. Eighteen. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, definitely. I love it. Uh, well, let's go into daily fantasy very quickly. Uh, so like I said, I've dabbled with daily fantasy, especially in the NFL, um, big NFL guy, but I never do. I'm not that successful. I can't sit here and say I'm successful at it. I just hit or (laughs) miss whatever. So probably that's why I don't like dabble as much, but you're the industry expert on this. And, um, I wanted to get your feedback and I'm going to be completely transparent here. <laughs> Ross, if you're listening, I please don't, don't hate me. I've never actually tried the D- DFS uh, side of the house on grid rival. Uh, not to say I don't like it from his side, but what, what's your experience been like on, on grid rivals daily fantasy. And then, um, yeah. And then we can talk a little bit later about like the strategy and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it, did take some getting used to because I am used to some other apps that, that run DFS uh, for formula one. But uh, most of that is because other apps that I've used are race only versus qualifying and race. So it took Mm -hmm. a while for me to kind of get that, uh, that into my head where it's like, okay, qualifying in other formats, it does matter, but in grid arrival, it matters even more mm-hmm. and that's where say uh in in a certain type of format that is race only uh a lot of times you know i mentioned nico hulkenberg already he would finish or, or he would qualify extremely well but then he would fall back in the race if you followed my discord channel at all then you would know i i called it like the hulk trap mm-hmm. where it looks like he's good and he finished well in a one lap race however his tires are going to disintegrate and he's going to fall back in the pack so it looks like a value uh where you're getting a lot of points for very little cost 
But in fact, that value is eaten away because he's constantly falling back in the pack. However, because Grid Rivalry also does qualifying scoring, he does present like you know that he's going to fall back in the race, but the qualifying performance mitigates that. And that's what took me a while to adjust to was realizing like, okay, look, I can actually use these guys um, that I might not otherwise use in, in other formats because their qualifying is so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're going to fall back in the race a little bit, it's not going to do that much harm to my overall score. Yeah. Um, I, I know I have, I be even before grid rivals had theirs. I did do some of the DFS just random, even before our discord, I, I would randomly do some, uh, was it? Detri- I I only use DraftKings, and I would go in there, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's challenging when you get into a big pool. I think there's like, and that's where again to all the listeners out there, that's where Garrett will help you understand those things. He is seasoned in it with all other sports, so he gets it when you have when you're just doing a head to head, or you're in a you know a group of ten versus a pool of you know, a thousand people, you got to understand there's going to be a different strategy of how you set your lineup for each, each one you're, you're, you're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm excited about. I think that's what I'm actually going to be. Ex- you're probably going to get me pumped to want to do some lineups as we get through the year. Um, because that is one thing about, you know, I would say DFS and fantasy, they're, they're almost similar common in that way where, you got a salary, you're picking the top five kind of thing and a constructor, of course, and you've, you're trying to beat everyone, whether it's season long or you're trying to do it for just that weekend or, um, but it was interesting. You called out that it factors qualifying and race because I'm with you. I'm only used to just race. So you can just think about the race overall. So as we get through the season, I'm sure we'll, I'll have some questions for you about that. Like specifically is the approach should be, you should be taking on like a Lewis Hamilton, right? We know he's probably going to qualify sixth, you know, but then end up like fourth or third in the, in, in the points. Um, So, but before we, we get into that, let's, let's go into, uh, we got Bahrain coming up next week. It's, it's here race week. I'm excited. A bunch mm-hmm. of people are oh, excited. Yeah. Um, how? Well, my first question to you is: anything from testing change your ways of how you're going to approach fantasy? Whether you had this strategy going into the one race, or you're just your look into the entire year? Uh, not really. Uh, the main thing that I'm seeing, it looks like McLaren are kind of losers from testing, but it's kind of how I approach NFL preseason where it's, Mm -hmm. you can take away some things like, okay, Red Bull look fine. Ferrari look fine. Uh, But for the most part, you know, it's just preseason is the whole mantra in the NFL. And and that's kind of how I feel. Um, 100%. You know, I, I I think, you know, there's some glimpses that you can see and, and it's mainly just a way for people to stretch their legs and get, you know, get their feet under them with the new cars that they have. Uh, but now I'm not taking away too much going into to Bahrain. That what will really determine how I feel is practices one, two, and three. 
And that that's where I'm going to start saying like, okay, like they're actually having to practice to qualify and to mm-hmm. race versus just going around in a loop trying to figure out, okay, how does this car steer? Yeah. Uh, how does it accelerate? How does it, they're actually, they're, they're trying to figure out, okay, how fast can I get this thing to go? That's when it's going to be a little bit more intriguing. So then going into this weekend, I know that we're both in the same league and we're probably going against each other. And this is going to be the awkward part. You know, we're, we're, we're battling each other in these leagues, but you are about to ask for my lineup. aren't you? I am not going to ask for your lineup. <laughs> I think I have a Just general idea of what, of what I want to do, but I cannot say that there might be a chance you might influence me to change or it could be vice versa. You never know. Maybe I have something that you're like, Ooh, that that's kind of nice, but like, let's just go ahead and dive into it for, you know, not my purpose. I, I want, I want people that are out there that are in leagues. They want bragging rights, right? Like they want to beat their friends. Mm-hmm. So I would say like, what is going to be, uh, the, let's just first start on the drivers. What are the drivers and uh, for the, you know, users out there, we are very grid rival specific. If you use F1 app, just be, be cautioned that there's going to be those little minute details. Like we discussed where talent drivers and different constructors that may impact. So we're going to be very grid rivals centric. What is, what are the drivers that you're, I would say like the way I look at it is you have tiers, you have your top drivers, right? You're probably going to pick maybe one of those, the mid tier, and then the lower tier, what's, what's your stack rank? Like how, who are the ones you're looking at in those three? So, I mean, of course you cannot forget about Max. He's just the elephant in the room here. Uh, And I will say he's, he's 30 million right now. Uh, I'm trying to quickly pull up his, his history from last year, but I want to say like his, his value is not going to, increase that much and that's something that i i hinted at earlier on in this podcast and i want to go back and mention it now yeah at no point last year did he get above it looks like 30.9 so he didn't even get to 31 million so when speaking of value of drivers you know i was saying they could over the next three races you know it looks like this track like Williams or whatnot, where they're going to have a bunch of long straights and they've been fast in those historically uh, this year. I'm not as sure, but say historically, like last year, we knew long straights equals good, good things for Williams. So if you had three tracks or, or two of three tracks that looked like they were going to fit Williams well, that's when you would capitalize on it and say, okay, I'm going to get a contract for them for three races and then end it once it gets to name track that is not good for William's style of car and good for someone else. And then you can pivot. So you're trying to time the contracts that you make on grid rival uh, to increase your value of your team. Um, I mean, duh, it sounds, it sounds well, very I think, weird I, to put it like that. However, it's like, I can't well, it's stress like this, that. Like you have, like it, you, it's, that's what I want to understand is you got like a max for Stappen. Mm-hmm. He has a cap, right? Yeah. It seems like he's yep. there at the ceiling. Your mm-hmm. only your 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 reward in that situation is you get the points, which will yeah. maybe drive a little bit of value. Well, one, 
you in the point standing of yeah. your league, but the value mm. people keep, we got to remember, it's also the value of your team that you got to pay attention to as well, because the more you can increase the value of your team when that contract ends, you might be able to be at the end of the season and you can have a stacked team, right? Like from head to toe. So is it really worth you taking on a max and then also hindering the rest of your team versus, or do I get a guy like Leclerc or someone as the top player signs, let's just say signs and hope that he actually, what happens? Maybe if he, if he gets fourth, let's just hypothetically speak, not only did you get the good amount of points in that, but you also increased the value significantly because he overachieved in where he was supposed to be, probably most likely is what it's going to look like. So I that's where it's yeah, going to be I, very interesting. Yeah. That's kind of the crux of of season long. And and DFS, you don't have to worry about this as much, but we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Uh so Max is essentially capped out. Now the question is, you know, is it worth it to have him on your roster? My personal opinion is yes. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to have him, but I, you, I just I can't make an argument to have him not on your roster. Yes, his value is not really going to go up much, but unless he has an absolutely cataclysmic race, he's not going to go down much. And even then, I doubt it because if he wrecks on the first rap, no, first lap. Well, they're not going to knock him down, but so much um, because that's kind of out of his control. So you, it's not he, like he, he, had, he raced terribly, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, so you would put Max in. Uh, spoiler, I currently have him in. Yeah, yeah, see, there he is. <laughs> hey, like, listen, I, I don't, but I mean, this is what we're having a discussion for, right? Like, to let's, un let's understand that. So then if you're... If you're implied that, and I take it you're, are you doing it for five? Is that like you're going to try to stretch that out over five five contracts? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yep. So hmm. so that's where, like, to me, that like I tone. I do want my value <laughs> to go up, but I also like the safety of knowing, like, I'm going to get a boatload of points out of this guy week in week out. Mm -hmm. uh, not everyone wants to play that way, and and maybe that's. You know that that might hinder my lineup. Uh, I, again, there's there's multiple ways you can attack this, but that's how I'm doing it personally. Uh, if you would like to go, say a Leclerc or a Hamilton, then I mean, go for it because um, their value can definitely rise. Uh, but it's a question of how much, and even and it and even if it goes up, say two million, Max isn't going to get that much more. Or, or or any more at all. So they there is an advantage of going Leclerc or or Hamilton or a Signs if they have a good race, uh, because their value can go up more than uh, than Max's can. But uh, that's where like if you do decide to go with a safety of say a Max and a Red Bull, then you have to okay, I've got a lot of my salary wrapped up in this. Uh, what can I do to kind of put myself, you know, in position to actually make some sort of run? That's where I would go say, you know, racing bulls. Are we are, I don't, visa cash at V card? I, I just had this conversation. I just had this conversation with Dolcetto. So what I'm calling them right now to start the season, I'm calling them the Danny Ricks. 
And then if Yuki is the over, Ricks. okay, if, fantastic. If Yuki is over Danny Ricardo, then I'm going to call them the Yukis. So that's it. That's my. That's the way I'm doing it. So, so in this case, like Danny is only 10.4 million right now, mm-hmm. based on how he did in in testing. And again, I know it's just testing. However, they're using Red Bull parts. <laughs> If they're using anything close to the RB19 that they had last year or that their Bull had last year, that car is going to be really good. And I don't see how his value does not go up if he has even a half-decent race. Right now, he is the 15th lowest price driver, uh, if I said that. Basically, Max is up here. He's down at 15th price. Uh, yeah. He's probably Yuki Sonoda, Albin, Alcon, Gasly, so on and so forth. Uh, the only people below whom are Joe Hulkenberg, Baltas, Sergeant Magnuson. Uh, so I think there's a lot of value there with um, with Danny Rick, where you can get your your team valuation up, and then that way, yes, Max may not go up much; he may go down a little. His value won't fluctuate that much. However, you can make up for it with some driver mispricings early on in the season, and that way, you can kind of build your value up and still keep Max. If you go that route, okay. Uh, so, so yeah, building about, lineups and so we ahead. got, so we got, you got Max as like a hey, you know what? I'm I'm talking it top tier. Like you know, it's almost but guaranteed you're going to get a lot of points right now. Mid tier, Danny Rick. Which by the way, I don't. I think a lot of people honestly are going to be picking Danny Rick. I even have probably one. right. Like I think a lot of people. So why don't we quickly though, what would be mm-hmm. another driver outside of Danny Rick, assuming like everyone is on the Danny Rick train, who are you, who are you spying around that same salary cap? So the nice thing about, and again, I'll, I'll be brief on this. The nice thing about being this early in the season and not being in DFS is because it's a season long accumulation. I'm not really that worried about necessarily setting myself apart scoring okay. just yet right now i'm concerned with just building team valuation there you go um that's it and and that's where i would go if you want another driver you know i think Haas is going to be fine uh as far as their fantasy aspect goes i'm not so sure about their like and actual f1 that, in real life that, aspect that's but I think because that they have the up. low salary they, they already, have they're below they are they are very low. extremely yep. low as if if you have a DNF or two and Hulkenberg has an okay qualifying, then he will more than pay off for his Which, salary. That okay. right there is going to be interesting because that is best for even a DFS strategy. Like if you're going mm-hmm. into a weekend, uh, given that it's not qualifying. Well, no, if you have a qualifying in, in race, it might be mm-hmm. value. But yes, uh, makes sense. You know, buy low, sell high kind of thing. You're buying low on Haas to eventually maybe have a hopefully be a better than what they're expected. Yeah. So, uh, okay. And then, well, you, you just went into the lower tier. Let's go, let's go into constructor. All right. How are you figuring a constructor then? Uh, so this, of course you've got Red Bull at the top. If you want to go with a little bit more value, uh, you know, having somebody like potentially a Ferrari where you can get a decent amount of points for a lot less cost. And that way you can build your lineup up uh, a little bit more. Uh, I'm not 
really looking at McLaren right now. I'm more focusing on Red Bull and Ferrari. If you want to go even lower, uh, probably racing bulls uh, at 13.2 million, just based on their testing. Now, of course we still have to see practice, but those are the three uh, that I'm looking to target right now for lineups. Yeah. And the, the beauty of this is we can make the change all the way through to, well, and just for everyone who isn't aware, the race is Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you have until what Friday morning, uh, yeah. Friday, Friday morning. morning yeah. If you're in the United States, uh, you have until Friday morning to make any changes. So you get the opportunity to see FP one and FP two to maybe make adjustments. Uh, yeah, but that's where Garrett is going to be always around in the discord and he'll be able to say, you know what? I see that I need to make a change or I like where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, and constantly posting about the, the, these changes. So no, this is, this is fantastic. I know we're, we're getting at time here. Um, we didn't really get into DFS though. This conversation can... kind of helps a little bit i can hit it quick yeah go for quick, it just as Let's far as so so one uh i just try to hit it uh cliff note style because there's i could have an entire podcast about the dfs strategy but basically so in dfs contracts do not matter throw them out don't worry about them mm-hmm. you're not setting a contract it's week it's week by week race by race basis and your salary cap is 100 million no matter what so whether so no matter how driver and constructor constructors fluctuate in value it does not matter. Your salary cap is stays at a hundred million. That's where I would probably avoid, say, someone like a max, uh, if need be, because it doesn't quite fit my construction. Because if everyone's drive, driver's price go up, it's a little harder to fit in lineups. You know, you, you have other things that you need to work with. Uh, so, yeah, DFS is a time to get weird because, <laughs> unlike season long, where especially to start the year, you are. Uh, just trying to accumulate value for your team. You're trying to build up that that salary cap so that you can make a stack lineup later in the year. DFS, again, throw it out. You're playing a weekly game where you're trying to differentiate yourself from your opponents. In sprints and winner-takes-all formats, of course, winner-takes-all, as implied, you have one person who wins. Uh, sprint formats, usually it's the top, I uh, think in the 10-person format, it's the top three that take home money. Um, in those types of formats, you want to try to set yourself apart. So like I said, Danny Rick as a target for my season long leagues, mm-hmm. he is probably out for me in, in DFS because I know everyone's probably thinking the same exact thing I am. Oh, he's a great value. Not in DFS In DFS. If everyone's thinking that that's called chalk yep. and you don't want to eat the chalk. Some chalk is okay, but sometimes yep. you don't want to eat the chalk. And cause if he has a bad race, for some reason. And then the one person, that one person who didn't play Danny Rick happens to play name midfield person here. They've now set their lineup apart. Everyone else, everyone else is suffering and they went first place. So like you've got to find values in drivers, but they make, you've got to make sure that they are good ones. Uh, ones that are not likely to be rostered as much. And you won't have that, that, ability to look at exposure like you do in season long leagues in dfs so it's it's a lot more of a guessing game but just based on vibes like i mean whether i'm talking about it or someone in our discord is talking about it on on f1mg or 
the the headlines you know if a player is being or if a driver is popular in the headlines it's more than likely he's going to be popular in dfs yep. as well so that's way that you can kind of pivot and just have an idea about what he's going to uh be like and how you can get different in head-to-heads and 50 50s where half the field is getting or half the contestants are getting money you don't have to worry about it don't worry about roster construction um as much you don't have to worry about exposure because in this case danny rick for example might be owned by everybody but guess what if he has a bad race everybody is affected the same way or if he has a good race everybody's affected the same way your only focus is to make sure that you have enough ceiling to get into the top half or beat one other person yeah that is the only thing that you're worried about like okay i need to have a lineup that has potential for you know, really good potential, but is also safe. I'm just trying to get into the top half of the teams. That's basically DFS in a nutshell. And there's plenty of things that we could talk about later uh, in another episode that I would be, you know, more than happy to to go and, into. But and there will be, short. <laughs> yeah, we will have lots to discuss. And if we do have time um, this week, we will hopefully try to see. I know the schedule is kind of weird for the next first two races, with it being Thursday through Saturday. Um, but we'll see how we can get it. But yes, this is the year we'll have a little bit more, you know, daily fantasy content, fantasy content. Uh, Garrett is going to be the man that you want to go to as the person for any of the questions. Uh, if you want to just run it by him, he's in the discord. You can tag him. We also have specific channels for both as well in there, or you can find him on Twitter, uh, and he's also writing content for our our partner uh, Grid Rival there. So um, yeah, no, it's super exciting. Uh, I'm excited to see what we can build this year. And I know that we might be uh, teammates, but also enemies at times. But I do, I did <laughs> enjoy this. Yeah, for enemies. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the conversation though. Um, and you can again find us Twitter uh, or in the Discord. As well as if you do want to join our our league, we'll have links to the league uh, so uh, invites, so you should be able to get in. Uh, and if you haven't downloaded the Grid Rivals app, we also have that as well, um, the link to download with our code. So, uh, Garrett, I appreciate it. Love the conversation. I am looking forward to next week, um, and hopefully you are too. So, oh yeah, it's a pleasure. So, all right, man. Hey, thanks for having me on.